Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Captain Mark Kulak from King's Landing Sport Fishing in Toronto joins the show for episode number 151. We discuss Mark's tackle brand, ProjectSalmon.ca, fishing out of bluffers in Toronto, and what to do when the bite isn't hot. Captain Pete Alex is co-hosting this segment from the 2023 Virtual Great Lakes Fishing Show. We've talked to you a few different times on the show. It's nice to have you right here in person. In person, yeah. They let me across the border. I, that's pretty nice too, huh? <laughs> yeah. So they didn't look at your background or anything when you tried to get in? It was very easy. I think the uh, I think the, the U.S. border guy, guy yeah. he must have been a fisherman too. I said, I'm going to the fishing show. He's like, next. Next, nice. yep. So, yeah. yeah. Next, nice. Cool. Uh, we wanted to bring you in today. I mean, obviously... Uh, we had Doug here from Fish USA, Fish USA there. Yeah. You got some stuff going on too, uh, projectsalmon.ca. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's interesting. So, uh, you know, for the, some people know, some people don't know. Like, I uh, obviously I fish out of Toronto right now, but I lived in Vancouver, British Columbia for a few years. And, uh, you know, when I lived out there, I was amazed that I could go, forget about even the tackle store, I could go to a, I can go to a hardware store and I'd see a wall of salmon gear, like as, lo- as big as you can imagine. And then I moved back to Toronto, and I, honestly, I was disappointed. You know, I couldn't find the stuff I wanted as uh, as a fisherman. Uh, you know, very, very peaky when it came to uh, tackle and in stock. And so I started uh, probably back in 2015, doing a lot of custom tackle for mainly charter captains, mainly tournament guys. And then over time, it just became something. And it became something to the point where I couldn't keep up through Facebook message and those types of pieces. So in February, actually, it's basically one year. Uh, one year uh, next weekend, I, I, I launched ProjectSalmon.ca, which really is, it's my tackle line where I started out doing, you know, call it custom painted flashers, um, you know, in, in a few different types, you know, an 8-inch uh, fin flasher. I run, the, I've also got the 10-inch hot fish, which is a Canadian flasher uh, in a fish shape, but uh, a 10-inch with a little bit more of an aggressive action. And then from there, really got into the bait heads. Uh, and, and just recently brought out, you know, I've got uh, I've got divers, I've got anchovy heads, and and really starting to build out into, uh, I call it the Canadian salmon ang- salmon angler's dream, where you can really go A to Z, almost everything you uh, er- almost everything you need. So anchovy heads, beads, terminal tackle, um, a, a one stop shop. You know, you know, I love the Fish USA site, but it's you know we get this border in the way, we got exchange rates and those types of things. So trying to really build something for the for the Canadians. What's what's been interesting though. Uh, for those that may not know, uh, the Canadian dollar is actually really weak right now. So I'm actually finding I'm doing a lot of sales in the United States because, um, it's yeah, it's a good price. You know, the U.S. dollar is worth a dollar forty Canadian right now. So um, it's it's funny how it works out. Yeah, I'm doing lots of Canadian sales, but I'm actually shipping quite a lot across the across the border. But that's really where Project Salmon started. The other thing though is I, it was about trying to make sure they had patterns that worked right so the patterns i sell the patterns i'll run on my charter boat they're the patterns that you know other captains are using the, pa- the patterns that the tournament guys are buying i, I don't want to have 300 400 different skews that sit there it's about having you know 50 60 patterns that frankly i can have complete confidence in uh and, and will feel and stand behind so yeah that's what project salmon's all about very cool. How do you come up with this stuff? I know you're fishing. That's going to be your yep. answers. I fish them. But, like, so does that mean a bunch of them end up on the scrap heap? I mean, you, you um, have to be a, a guy that's going to go out and, 
and just try different things. How does that work? How does that development process work? So yeah, yeah, some of them some of them don't work, and the good news is they don't end up on the scrap heap. You, you pull the tape off and you start over. Okay. Uh, when you've got all the machinery and the paint to do that, um, you know, I, I think the one thing I try to do, and uh, with with a lot of my tackle that I'm making for people, I try to make sure it's something that I I believe can you know, call it last the day. So, you know, if you, if someone goes to my website, they'll notice a lot of my patterns. They've, they've, they've got UV and they've got glow. So I, I try to go for the best of both worlds. I like to argue maybe it's like I have a hard time making decisions. So I want something that works throughout the day. But that, that's a big part of what I try to do. But yeah, it's a lot, it is a lot of, a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, I think like many of us, we, uh, we love the color green. So that's a great color on Lake Ontario. But um, you know, from there, really trying to mix and match and, and see what see what works. A lot of a lot of variations too. So you know, I, I may have a, a pattern I love, and then I'll do it in you know I'll do it in black, then I'll do it in green, and you know then I'll bring an orange one together. And, and that's some of the things I've I think I've learned over the years from fishing on Lake Ontario, but also when I fished out out west, you know it's it's the same fish. So you know we're we're very infatuated with green on Lake Ontario. So the guys out in on the west coast, but. We were using a lot more orange, a lot more pink to catch Chinook or Kings out there. So starting to bring some of those colors in and they work. Do you make your friends order a minimum quantity when they come up and say, hey, could you can you do this for me, Mark? I want a little of this. I want a little yeah. of this. And it, so is it like no onesies? You need no to onesies. Tell, yeah. me, tell me what you I can't. Tell so, them. you know, what what, you when I do that, you know, so it's interesting. They might be telling me that. Something yeah, too. it's interesting. So uh, when I do the custom stuff now, that's not on my website. Typically, it's like half a dozen, or you know, or preferably a dozen, because it takes time. I can't be cutting tapes and painting ones and twos, right. uh, let alone trying to you know mix the clear coat and such. Um, but you know, it's that's to answer your question. That's also part of the developmental process, right? When you're working with all you know this network, and they know, like, I, you know, if Pete asked me for something custom for Pete, I'm not going to sell it to everybody. But over time, you might you know take something you learn on this flasher and this flasher and you blend it together, right? So, yeah, I typically I do, you know, six plus when I do the custom. But the other thing I find I do a lot of, so uh, I know on the Canadian side, we love the white lightning. That is, a, that is a staple power for us on the Canadian side. You know, I'll take the white lightning and I'll then blend that with like a UV super frog. So now you've got the UV frog on one side, you've got the white lightning on the other side. So that's a lot of what I've been doing with, um, with you know, call it Project Salmon. It's a bit of a mashup. Right where I take two patterns and bring them together and put them into one. And what do you see when you use that? Take it out. Do you feel like you really do have the best of both worlds, or is it like one of those things where you take like a steak and you put peanut butter on it? That's like, just wrong. This doesn't really work. So yeah, I, I'm dead against putting peanut butter on a steak. So I would never do that to sal- to salmon tackle either. Right. So no, I, you know, I, not everything's going to work. Right? Sometimes you look at something and and say, is it uh, <laughs> is it truly better? You know, uh, you gotta let the fish decide. The other, the other joke, and you know, some tackle manufacturers might not like me saying this, but uh, before you catch the fish, you gotta catch the angler, right? And that's the colors, right? That's that, that's the patterns. But uh, yeah, there's absolutely some patterns that you know just may not work, or someone doesn't have confidence in, right? Like I, I think about a good buddy of mine back home. He's got this one spoon. Uh, I think it's a sexy veggie spoon. It's called. He swears by that f- spoon. He catches all kinds of great kings. I have never caught a fish in that spoon, no matter how many times I put it out. <laughs> that goes back to the question about the spoons and how they could change and this whole kind of dynamic yeah. of, I have flashers on my boat that, you know, Casey or somebody will swear by it. And, you know, 
I got the same fly behind it. I got the same gig going yep. on, and I'm like, this thing sucks. Okay, <laughs> I, I just can't. It just doesn't work for me. Yep. And then like, why spoons get hot and why they're not? Sometimes yeah. is another. We're not really sure. It's good that we don't know. Yeah, it's actually, it's probably good, right? It keeps it keeps it a little bit of a mystery. Yep. The whole thing, and then why Chris can catch him on that, and why why I can't. Well, even last you year's know? stud pattern may be a complete dud next year. Exactly. Yeah. That's so it's good for tackle people, though. Yeah. Right. Yep. You got to keep creating new things maybe yeah so how was your fishing on the north shore last year would, would you rate it on average um when it was really good it was amazing when it wasn't it wasn't it was bad. i would yeah, I a, honestly i had a great season uh from a charter perspective uh very fortunate i worked with a bunch of great captains out of the bluffers marina you know yep. it well pete you've been there many times I uh, work with great captains. We stay on fish. Uh, plus, uh, you know, I've got a father who's retired and fishes every day for fun. So if I'm, out, I'm not in the water, someone's feeding me intel. Some, every day I'm looking at what the wind's doing, what the temps are doing. We stayed on it. Um, it was good. I'd say I feel like 2022 was a smaller year for us from a fish size perspective. Um, yep. But, you know, when I say it was good, it was good. Like, you know, 35, 40 fish, five-hour trips. Um but then what we That's noticed, great, that was amazing, That's yeah. That's great. Yeah. But then when it was bad, it was because, uh, you know, typically it's, and you use these words a lot, it's the ice cold death water. That wasn't last year. Last year was the soup. Yeah, soup last water, year it was yeah. so warm. Like there was uh, probably two, three weeks where, like if you weren't going to put your riggers down below 120 and your diver, and, you know, clip on mag divers with extra weight and a four or five hundred copper, you weren't going to catch fish, yeah, that's right? Tough. That makes it tough, and that's tough, especially you know, you know, when you're running a charter boat, you're trying to get a, a nice spread out there, and you're you're stuck with maybe a six rod spread because you just otherwise it's tangle fest, yeah. right? So that was yeah. we went through a lot of that last year. I'd say uh, uh, for the recreational guys, I think it was tough because I know there's a few guys I helped out last year didn't they didn't have a mag diver in their box. It was like here, take this. Your standard diver is just not going to get deep enough. So we, we had that for about three weeks last year. Um, for some reason, the last two years, we've got a big tournament. Uh, you know, you know the tournament, the King of Kings in the summer. Terrible fishing. Absolutely terrible fishing. Um, but, you know, that separates the men from the boys. you got to find fish. Um, I think the challenge has been when, you're, when, when you've got the tough fishing, you've got a big tournament, but you're also running charters. You're then going out to the blue zone, trying to pick up the steelhead or rainbows, the cohos right. for the customers. You're not necessarily getting the intel you need for tournaments. So that was a bit of it's a bit of a catch twenty two. You know, you you want to be able to work, but you want the intel for your tournament, and that's where you gotta you kind of pick one. Um, but overall, it was a, overall it was a great season. Um, huge cohos, huge cohos. So that was nice. You know, for me when I'm when I'm taking customers out, uh, there there's nothing better if I'm going out deeper and you know picking up you know. 14 15 pound pound cohos on a spoon yeah. uh that's a, that's a lot of fun you know they're, they're not fighting a ton of gear so right. yeah it was a it was an okay season i'd say i consider it a good season because i think i was on the water so much with a great network but the average guy it was had, tough, had a tough year, it right? was that, a really that was tough season for the yeah. most part too so the yeah. average guy the, you know the weekend guy or yeah. the guy who comes up twice a month really it wasn't dialed in, no. so it's a huge disadvantage. Um, yeah, them and, it is, and that's and it's funny, you know. I, when I first started, I do every time I do a, and I think you do something similar. Every time I do a, a trip, I do a fishing report at the end of the day, and it's it's my way of almost keeping my own personal log, but I do it through YouTube. And when I first started, guys would give me a bit of grief, and I said, like, come on, we've all been there. Like, I'm trying to help these guys out that are that are recreational fishermen, 
And, you know, I said, you never know when, even as a charter guy, I'm having a hard time. But the rep guy that I've helped out is actually hitting them hard, and he's going he's gonna to send me a text, and that happens. Yeah, there's a difference between a fishing report that becomes a brag report. Right. I got my 12, and I'm done at 9.30, and there's no information. No. Right? Versus uh, I got my 12 at 9.30, and this is what we use. Yeah. Kind of, maybe not exactly the word, but they were on this today for us. And yep. I think maybe it is a little bit of a brag report because you want to know that separates you from the rest, yep. which, is, which is okay. You earned it. You know, but it's not a total brag report. But as long as you can throw those guys some bones, yeah. I think I think uh, forget about what the other people. Say. Yeah, I don't know, and it's and now it's cool. Like I tell you, like the, you the, the guys are we talk. Everyone's cool about it. And it's helping helping people out because I think it's good for the fish. Yeah, you have a lot of good uh, videos and I- info info information on your stuff. I see it. So yeah, yeah I think it's actually it. really good to hear that fishing report and to hear from you and what you did when it's a grind. Yeah. I mean, when you go out there and you're banging them up in two or three hours, I mean, I don't want to say anybody, but a lot of people can go out and catch them when it's like that. So tell me how you're catching them when it's tough. And that's, I think, what people really want to know because, you know, a really good rectangler can go out there when the bite is just smoking hot. Yeah. They're going to do great. But what they want to know is what to do when things are tough. Yeah, you know, I think I think the biggest tip I've shared with guys is um, – you know, when we think about Toronto, we got this section called the drop. It's a huge drop off where it goes from, you know, call it 60, 80 feet to like 150 in a snap of the fingers. So guys love to, they love to troll that. When it's on, it's on. When it's off, it's dead water. Uh, and so I think the one thing I've probably t- helped a lot of guys with is actually getting over the fear of turning their boat south and actually trolling out. And, you know, trolling out and, you know, not powering up. It's just turning that boat and trolling out and, and running your spread and, because you can often pick up kings in 250 and 300 and then just keep working it out and then they start getting into coho and steelhead. I think back to when I had my seven foot aluminum, I would never go out there because I was scared thinking it was something crazy out there. It's just water. Yeah. It's just, just water. A deeper. Yeah, just a little deeper. You know, but as I say to them, make sure you tell someone you're going out there, have your radio on, have your cell phone and, and, and go enjoy because you can actually you can actually find fish because who wants to keep going back and forth in the same water? One of the other things that you have to contend with is out of bluffers. I mean, it's Toronto. I mean, it's it's a busy, busy yep. port. There's a lot of traffic, especially if you think you're going to go out and run a 500 or something like that. Like it's tough. There's yep. a lot of traffic. So how do you navigate that, especially? When we start talking about, you know, all these wreck anglers are out there on the weekend and it, it gets busy out there. And that's a challenge that maybe people don't face so much like in a place like Wilson or Alcott um, that you're facing every day out of Toronto. And then you have the Armada sailboats. That can <laughs> yeah. all the way down. I was you waiting that, for that. But, yeah. But there is a lot of sailboats on those yeah. These days. Yeah. I'm, days. Not, I'm not going to lie. Some days it's uh, you pull your hair out. Um, I, I'd say honestly on a, so we've got the major the major highway in Toronto is called the 401 highway. I joke like it's worse than that highway in rush hour on a weekend on this on this section of water. So you've na- you've both nailed it. Um, we have to adapt. So like, honestly, in a you know if I'm running a charter on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, or even after Saturday or Sunday afternoon, I'll start out on that drop early morning. But I'm running a light spread. I'm running four or five rods. I'm trying to get those nice big kings early. Get those hits. Um, while I can, I'm fighting with boats getting pushed around. It is what it is. Yep. Um, you know, you get a decent, you get a decent box. You know, you got some nice kings. I'll start to push out into deeper water. There's still fish in the deeper water, or I'll push into shallower water. Um, typically, I like to go deeper. Uh, and then, you know, if I, if worst case, I get the I get the customer a mixed bag, and they're happy. 
But, you know, last year, you know, anyone on social media would probably, uh, on the Canadian side, would know that uh, last year was a bit of a gong show with the amount of uh, charter boats and big boats that were losing gear, uh, you know, boats cutting in behind, and even wreck anglers having boats cut in behind. No one wants to lose gear. You, you get a, you get a, you know, a copper or weighted steel cut off, there's $100, $150 gone like that, right? And yep. the time to put it together. It's, it's, so It just disrupts your whole day. Like yeah. the mojo goes, everybody gets mad. It, it, is yeah. really, it just ruins the day when you have these events that happen. And it's especially just, when you got the customers thing, on the, the boat. The whole thing they, just is like, you just want to yeah, quit. Yeah. You just want to go in. You're just like, it's, it's, a, it's a day changer, really. You know, yeah, I know you're absolutely right, Pete. Like I remember for a year, it used to be like, put your big boards out. Just, you know kind of blocks that doesn't work yeah. <laughs> you know don't like so for me when i'm uh, when it's busy i'm running uh i run the ninja boards right because they whip them in and out super quick right you know i can let them out wider i need to bring them in because the boat's really close i can bring them within five yeah. six feet of the boat so yeah, that's a good idea it's, a, it's adjusting to the uh to the day would i rather run my big john otter boats every day of the week but that doesn't work on the weekend right so yeah well, thanks mark for stopping by if people want to know more about you i've got your website for your charter up there it's kingslandingsportfishing.com he talked about too you have an awesome youtube channel where you. you really go through and just do a lot of just hey let me show you how this product works and you really get into the kind of the nitty-gritty and how things work you do your reports on there as well so if people that are up in the toronto area want to know what's going on on that water they get it all the time um but then you've got your your product we talked about right at the beginning as well yep. and that's going to be project salmon.ca absolutely and i'd say uh you know before covid used to get lots of americans come spend a week or two on the canadian side and fish the canadian water i highly you know pete you've done it many times yep. highly recommend it it's a great fishery yep. um come come across the come across the lake it's pretty easy to do either by boat or by car uh it's a cool fishery. Yeah, we hope fun. to come back and see you this summer. Yeah, and I hope so. Now that's COVID things behind us and all that. Definitely. So we hope Very cool. Time to Mark, compete. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Mark, good seeing see you. See you later, Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.